Stand by. Cameras rolling. Action. Recording from the VentureX studio in Frisco, Texas, this is Business Upfront, where we talk with entrepreneurs and innovators about the methods and mindsets that go into running their business. I'm Doug Vi. Let's dive in. Today, I have Larry Lee on the program. Larry has an office here at VentureX here in Frisco, Texas. Welcome, Larry. What's up, boss? How you doing? Hey, you know, I'm doing awesome. <laughs> I'm here with you talking about whatever it is you're going to tell me about. I know robots are included because your shirt yes. and your mug. Yes. Let's start off with, tell me about your business. Um, what's the name of your business and who your clients are? All right. Well, I actually have two businesses. I'll run through real quickly. Uh, robots LLC. Uh, clients are basically uh, anyone who is in the sales and marketing industry and they need uh, to get in front of their clients uh, and, of course, stay in front of them. And then, of course, I have a mortgage business. I'm a branch manager for Van Dyke Mortgage. Of course. Now, those are different. Yes. They They're are very different. different. Yes. So one is um, someone is like a bank, financial and people need to borrow money for, for houses? or Yes. Okay. Yes. And the other one is sales and marketing. Yes. So... Uh, in my business, uh, in the mortgage business, uh, a loan officer, uh, and I've been told this by my mentor, a loan officer isn't a loan officer if they don't have a loan, right? So we have to get loans. And how do we get loans? We have clients who need to buy a house, right? So the idea is to find clients in order to pitch them your service and then, of course, ultimately uh, do the mortgage for them. Well, uh -huh. uh, marketing and sales helps us do that. Well, so obviously you've been in the mortgage business or the loan business for a long time, right? Uh, eh, I'd say maybe three, four years. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so yes, I did talk to Larry offline, but uh, so I know a little bit about his business. But what struck me was how you tackled the obstacle, right. okay? Because right. you basically told me, I got into the loan business and I have to get clients. You have to have clients to show that you know what you're doing, mm -hmm. um, trust, build that relationship with them. And you're finding yourself, you told me, that uh, people weren't as engaged or wanting to do business with you because you didn't have the experience. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the quick version. Uh, I became a loan officer, which is a, a very, uh, it's a financial job right so you're asking people to trust their their largest transaction with you right so when i became a loan officer i was licensed i knew what i was doing i did a really good job on the test and everything like that but nobody wanted to give me a, a chance in terms of my friends and family because they're like why would i trust this guy who's never done a loan before uh, with my biggest transaction I'm ever going to deal with. So none of my friends and family would hire me. <laughs> not even uh, your friend, family. No, no, family wouldn't even hire me. Uh, they might ask me questions, but they're not going to, they're not going to trust me. Uh, so I literally had to start from scratch. I had no sphere of influence. Uh, I didn't know a real estate agent. I've never had a mortgage before. So I don't even know what a mortgage is at this point. Well, back up. What, what made you want to get into the business in the first place? Uh, I, I always say that I got tricked into it. <laughs> I was selling cars and I was, uh, you know, I would say I was doing a, a decent job mm -hmm. for being because I was in there for about a year and a half, and I got recruited uh, by a fraternity brother of mine who, you know, we've known each other for two decades, so he knew who I was, what I was capable of, and you know, my personality and everything, and he just felt that I was a good, I would be a good fit because he uh, had just acquired a mortgage branch. Well, uh, he's probably thinking, man, you could make some pretty good scratch, absolutely. you know, with bigger um, purchases. Yeah, he, he knew that uh, I was in sales, anyways. 
Uh, and he was like, well, I'm pretty sure if Larry applied the same kind of work ethic and, you know, uh, skill set or whatever, he could do better in the mortgage industry. So, I mean, my fraternity brother, of course, I trust him. And he, of course, he wants to take care of me so he wouldn't have gotten me in the mortgage business. That's a good believe. point. That's a good point. You know, yeah. it's not like tricked by a stranger. It was like somebody says, look, I think you can do this. I'm actually starting up this and you could be a part of it. Yeah. And so the that was about three years ago, huh? Yeah. At, at 2016-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and now again, you you have a, a wife and family, do you? Yes, I have a wife and three boys. Okay. Yes. And does your wife work? Yes, she works as well. Okay. So <laughs> a lot a lot on the line to like sink or swim, kind of in this new uh, genre. And you know, you started off. And so tell me a little bit more how the other side of your business started to, or, or the the point you reached when you said, I got to do something. So, you know, whenever, uh, you know, I get into any sales kind of, any kind of sales position or sales industry, whatever, I kind of have an idea or I should know what I need to do in order to get sales. Right. I mean, I would never jump in if I didn't know. And I was informed that I would have like, uh, you know, a list of agents that would call, uh, that would, uh, you know, I would pitch basically to do a mortgage for them or for their clients. And that would be my customer base. Right. Uh, well, when I showed up my first day, I asked for this list and they're like, what list? I'm like, the list that you told me that you have. They're like, yeah, it's google.com. <laughs> so literally they told me that they didn't have any leads or lists set up for me. So I had to basically go find the agents myself. Uh, so I would actually uh, find These them. Are real estate agents like you talk about, Ebby uh, Holiday, those yep. kinds of people? Those are agents, Remax, Keller Williams, EXP. Yeah. So you really go on their website, the main site, and look at these different agents mm-hmm. and yeah. say, which one is the one who's going to do business with me? Yeah, and I just call them. Right. I just call them and I, I try to pitch them. And again, they're like, who are you? You know, I mean, I, I you know, they pick up the phone cause they don't, they don't know the number. So they think it might be a client when they find them a loan officer. They're like, Oh great. Another, it's like getting pitched again yep. by this. By I already the, got somebody. Thanks. Yeah. Or they heard the same pitch like 20 times that day or something like that. Uh, so I, I definitely, uh, I definitely was out of my realm. Kind of right. a brick wall when you're trying to like, oh, you think there's so many agents. I oh, mean, yeah. look at all these people. Yes. And you're like, man, yes. and reject, 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 reject. Yep. Yep. And you're like, okay, there's no, there's got to be more than one way to skin this cat. And then what happened? So I was uh, bitching about it on uh, Facebook, you know, with somebody you know, uh, on Messenger. Uh, you know, I, I got a cold call agents, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like on my my newsfeed, it says something like uh, there was an ad or a video that said why cold calling should be uh, or cold calling sucks and why it should be illegal. Right. And I was like, dude, that's that's like a sign from God. Right. Well, it's not God. It's the algorithms. But I didn't know that at the time. Right? <laughs> I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know Facebook was stalking it my was robot. God. Yeah. Yeah. So basically I watched a video and it spoke to me and, it, and talked about marketing and such. And I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do. I'm going to go and start messaging these people. I'm going to start DMing them, texting them or direct messaging them. And that's how I'm going to get in front of them. And I started using Facebook on a higher level. And that's when uh, things started turning around. But uh, I really was still struggling. And then I saw a flyer for an open house for an agent that looked really bad. And I used to do design websites and flyers back in the 90s. And I still kind of did a little bit of that. I dabbled in it. But um, I was definitely a professional graphic designer. So I, I told the agent, hey, you know, your flyer, you know, I can give you uh, another one that might be a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. And they go, sure. And, they, uh, and I showed them my work. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. How much are you charging me or how much are you asking for? I'm like, nothing. I just want to co-brand with you. I just want to be able to put my information on the flyer as well, because obviously I'm a mortgage loan officer. So if you find a client, I would love an opportunity to do the mortgage for them. And they're like, absolutely no problem. You know, they're getting a free flyer and that started a relationship with them. And then I started like one, one particular agent, right? One particular agent. And that actually started launching my business. And then I, that's when I knew that was the secret sauce. I was like, okay, 
agents were ignoring the crap out of me. They treated me like I was a leper, right? They didn't want to answer my phone calls or whatever. They wouldn't give me a chance. But the moment I came with some value and I told them, hey, what if I do this for you? Uh, it helps both of us. They're like absolutely down for it. So I started, You got skin in the game. Yep. Yep. And I said, that's a great idea. Thinking about how, how can, how can I demonstrate to them that I'm not going to be successful unless you're successful and I'm willing to show you just so happens. I'm great. How did you learn graphics design? Is that just something you came naturally or did you take, uh, you know, I've, I've always wanted to be an artist. So whenever I started getting on AOL back like in 96 or 97 or whatever, uh, yeah, we had a website, you know, yeah, you got mail. Right. Yeah. And I had a website and I was like, well, my website sucks. I need to make it look better. So I learned how to use graphic design software, paint shop, pro Adobe, things of that nature. And, uh, I've always wanted to be the best everything I do so my website had to be the best mm-hmm. of all my friends so I just made sure I learned to make it look good so that's how I kind of dabbled into it and then I was offered uh, to design a website uh, one page website it, they, they gave me $2,000 for one picture and just the information and that was it and I was like dude it's all about marketing and I always, I always thought I was going to be a web designer that's why I thought my job was going to be I can uh, see that. I can see, you know, with especially you're talking about in what, early 2000s? Uh, actually, 96, Late 90s. 96, 97. Let's see. 96, 97, 95, 96. I mean, you're talking the Internet freaking was just born. I mean, I mean yeah. it's been around, but but that was when inflated web design prices were. You get a $10,000 website, yep. and it all looked the same on the left side. Yep. You're the buttons, and it was... Um, but that was an opportunity, you know, to, to stand out because people remember www.whatever.com. Mm-hmm. So, so you develop those graphic skills um, early on. So, uh, and then website too. Did you code or did you? So I self-taught HTML, which is actually pretty easy. There's not really like any math behind it. It's more like just tags, just memorizing tags. So, you know, I would download a website. I would open up the source and I would just read it and just copy and paste it. And then just change it to my, you know, my life. So guys like you and even guys like me um, could can say that, yeah, you know, I, I kind of understood the HTML thing and I could kind of make it work. But I would say that most people, especially your clients now, they go, I don't even want to mess with any of that. Yep. I mean, yeah, you can do a website now on Wix and stuff like that, which I would not recommend <laughs> right. because uh, you really if you if your image online uh, is important to you, which it should be. You really need to pay somebody that knows what they're doing to get it up and 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 look modern and stay up to date with it. But um, so so I'm I'm fascinated with this. So so you had that one client, and I'll bet you that one client probably told another of their colleagues yep. and another colleague. And the next thing you know, you're doing a couple other things. What other marketing things did you? come up with in your mind of like okay the flyers are one thing that's print yeah um you know website you said did, did you help them with sort of uh what i what i started getting into was uh, lead generation systems right so that's what it's all about right that's what they want yep that's what they want uh and of course it helps me as well because obviously a buyer lead for a real estate agent is the same thing as a mortgage lead for a mortgage loan officer right well that's called i've been told that that's leapfrog when you have the ability that's the clientele you're looking to get. Mm -hmm. If you just go to them, Hey, you need to spend money with me. It's a, it's a disconnect. But if you said to them and you understood their clients and said, leapfrog them, I can get your clients to think that you are a rock star. Yep. Absolutely. And that's what you did. Absolutely. Yes. I made the real estate agents marketing better. 
and more effective. The agent already knew what they're doing. They just needed, they just needed the ability to get in front of their client in in a way that would make the client want to engage with them and talk to them. So I once I they got into that space, once you helped them get to that point, then they were in their sweet spot and they could do what they do best. Absolutely, that's yep. so cool. Yep. So I basically, uh, for the for lack of a better description, I partnered up with agents to help with their marketing, and because of that, they wanted to give me all their deals. Uh, it got to the point where like, they didn't even care how long I've been in the business. They didn't care if I had a program that was whatever. They're like, Hey, can you talk to this person? Can you call this person? Whatever, because they're going to give it to a loan officer anyways. I, they just remember me cause I helped them with their open house flyer. Right. Wow. Uh, and that's literally how I went from basically a rookie to, uh, you know, I would say do having a decent career on my first year as a loan officer. So if somebody wanted to find you online, this is a very interesting question. <laughs> if somebody wanted to learn more about you, right? One, if they wanted to get in contact with you, or yeah, those two. So uh, it really depends. You know, I, I like to tailor my information based on the conversation that I'm having with a person and what they're looking for. If you wanted to talk to me directly and save my information, I would tell you to go to my uh, URL, which is LarryLee.com. So it's my name, L-A-R-R-Y-L-E.com. L-A-1-R. L-A-2-R's. Ah, you said them so quickly. Yeah. L-A-R-R-Y-L-E-1-E.com. Okay. Uh, so seven letters, right? And what that does is it sends you to my online business card, uh, so you can save my information directly on your phone, and of course has my email and everything like that. So they could literally go, you know, I might need him, but I don't have time. They could literally go there and press a button, and they're in, they're in, you are in their contacts list. Absolutely, yeah. And you can press a button; it'll call me right away. You can click another button; it'll, it'll email me right away. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's the, how to contact. What if somebody just wanted to say, what the heck, what else does this guy do? So you can always Google me, uh, Larry Lee, the mortgage guy. Uh, more than likely, if you're in Frisco, you will find me for sure. Much uh, like the agents who you were trying to get business from yep. said, here's the list. Just go to Google. Yep. They, our audience can go to, uh, to Larry Lee, the mortgage guy. Larry Lee, the mortgage guy, and you'll find, you'll find me you'll for find sure. Me. Yeah, I made sure of that. Uh, and at the same time, uh, you can always find me on Facebook as well. Um, but if that's if you want to research me, right, and not engage with me, then okay. you can do that. Uh, or you can, you know, if you want to check out my marketing business, you can go to uh, robotsturnmeon.com. Robotsturnmeon.com. Yes, yes, because we're supposed to be the ones turning them on, but. In this case, is the robot turning us on? Ah, very nice play on words, <laughs> and the hashtag is part of the the thing too, right? Yes, yes. Uh, my hashtags would be like robots LLC or robots turn me on. Uh, robots turn me on. Uh, yeah. So yeah. what 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 are hashtags? How important are hashtags? It really depends on the platform that you're using, right? So if you're uh, say on Twitter, it's very important. Right. I mean, a lot of people ask to get connected that way. Like they'll hmm. say, hey, make sure you tweet me and hashtag blah, blah, blah. And the hashtag is almost like a subject. Right. Uh, it's letting the person know what you're trying to contact them for. And Instagram hashtag is basically the main reason why you get seen. Right. So like if you have a certain uh, different types of hashtags based on the search and algorithms, that's what they're going to show to uh, the audience. So it's almost like, um, you know, it's like the word search uh, on Google. Right. OK. Um, and that, that goes for like if you just wanted to uh, post something on, on social media, if you wanted to post a video, um, let's just say, for instance, somebody did a. Web a Zoom call 
they cut a little piece out they thought was interesting mm -hmm. and they wanted to put it on their YouTube channel or they wanted people to see that. Yep. Would they upload it to YouTube and then take that link and publish it on their Facebook page? Or would you encourage them to put it up on Facebook and YouTube? And, you know, what's the formula that you've found works? Or is that secret sauce? I wouldn't say it's secret. Uh, it's actually kind of common sense, but it takes work, obviously. But every platform treats the content differently. So you want to make it native, right? So if you're gonna make a video for YouTube, you should only upload it to YouTube because YouTube acts differently than Facebook does. So right? fa Facebook's going, you're gonna put a competitor thing on my site? Well, I'm not gonna give you the best results as if you would have just uploaded it to me. Yep, they'll squelch, they'll squelch it because it's their competitor, for wow. sure. Wow. Yeah, you'll get less algorithm views or they won't promote as much or whatever because- So it takes more work, but you really should go YouTube, and now when people want to go, I want to know how many views I got. I mean, how do you, and they're in three different locations. You got one on Instagram. You yep. got one, yeah, how do you pull that together? Well, you, you just have to log into the different platforms yourself. And if you're trying to focus your energy, that's a good way to figure out which audience is responding the best to your content. So maybe you thought, man, people are going to see this on YouTube. I know that's where they're going to go. Yep. But come to find out, they were on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And you got way more views on Instagram. Yep. That tells you hey, let me just steer a little more towards this platform. Absolutely. Or how can I make it more appealing on the other platforms? Because maybe I have a, l a larger friend list on Facebook. How do I, and you try to, I don't know. Well, a trick would be uh, make a little clip on Instagram and then say, watch the whole video at YouTube and ah, put the link there. Tease it. Yeah, so that it ends up sending them to your YouTube. And that's how you can drive traffic or grow your audience in YouTube. Tell me a little bit, um, that's good information. I think a lot of people who are trying to differentiate themselves, I, but before we move on to where I was gonna say next, the, the hashtag part. Yeah. Um, if you post something on, on Facebook, let's say it's a video, and you say a little blurb about it, and do you, is it smart to like research hashtags? I mean, how would, how would somebody know what to hashtag? And is there too many hashtags? Is there frowned upon if you like put in 500 hashtags? So again, it really depends on the platform. But for Facebook in particular, it's very important that you understand that the hashtag on Facebook is not as uh, useful as it would be in Instagram uh, or Twitter. But the reason why I use hashtags on Facebook is because I'm actually branding myself. Right. That's part of your brand is the hashtag. Yes. Well, what you do is you actually make it so that, you know, if they see something they like, they click your hashtag. Maybe they do it on accident. And then all of a sudden it shows the rest of your videos. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you're basically linking all the videos together. Right. Wow. So, you know, in Instagram, you're trying to leverage the trend or what's going on. Uh, and that's why you would use the hashtags. But in Facebook, the way I look at it, you're actually just kind of unifying all your content. Now, to, to you and me, because we're kind of geeks, right? And yeah. we get this. Yes. Um, I, I totally get what you're saying, and I agree with everything you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, what, you know, the people that don't want to do know any of this, they're going to just need to hire you. Y yes. Right? Like, here's right. what I, I want results. How much do you charge? Uh, well, it really depends on what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have some packages, but I customize my services because it, you know, there's so many different things you can choose from. Well, I'm being told by our producer that we got to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, so 
I want to, first of all, thanks for coming on. You've got, uh, I could go on for hours and I bet you, you probably could too. Yes. And maybe we will, uh, at a later point in time. But, uh, you know, right now I'd like to find out, I noticed you have some new employees or new people in your office. Yes. What's that all about? Uh, so, <clears throat> Uh, one of the reasons why I have a branch is because of my marketing prowess. That's the reason why they recruited me. They made it very clear. So what I'm doing is I'm building a team to handle uh, all the, uh, the the inflow that all the business that I'm bringing in. Okay, right? to handle the the workload. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a, a pro progression. Like I can't do it all myself. I need some help. Yes, absolutely. So, so like I said, when it comes to salespeople, they, there's people that can sell the, the product in, in the the service side where you actually service the product. I'm making it so that I can focus on the sales side and have people who are better, smarter than me do the servicing side. That's so cool. I, I just saw them what uh, earlier this week and yep. new people, you had new monitors. So that's always a good sign, uh, especially at, at VentureX here when we're all independent businesses and you kind of see a neighbor go, Ooh, what you got going on over there? Right, you know, right. it's kind of neat to see. Well, um, just thanks again for spending your time with me today, Larry. And if anybody wants to check out the magic, and I'm telling you, this guy has some magic, some true magic that um, will blow your mind. Well, thanks again, man. And uh, check him out, y'all. Appreciate it. You bet.